Hi guys, how are we doing? Hope you are safe and sound. I hope you've had a great day so far. My name is Omalola, and you're welcome to All About God with Lola. So, um, first, um, if, if this is the first time of um, of listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you so much, and I will say I want to say also say welcome to All About God with Lola, where we talk I talk about um different um concepts. In the Christendom, uh, different concepts in uh, about God. It's basically all about God. It has to do with God. Um, it's not not really about my relationship with God. No, it's just a teaching that um that addresses um points that addresses um issues that we don't always hear in our church. It's not as if our pastor don't know it, but they just don't talk about it. Um, and I would charge you to actually go back to our previous episodes and check it out listen to it and i pray that you'll be blessed so um our prayers will continue that the holy spirit will inspire us that the holy spirit will expatiate the topic for today and make us understand better more than even high can do it amen so today we uh, okay last week we talk, i said we, uh, we talked about um relationship or an affair what best describes your relationship your intimacy with god and um and i said that a lot of us we confuse the same thing to together since that we think relationship and affair a relationship yes you, you think that you actually are in relationship with god but in a sense you are actually in an affair with god and the first thing and part of the thing the things i said that yes that last week was that um relationship with god shows that you are total submission to god whether you are happy, whether you are not happy, whether you are in a good situation or you are in a bad situation, whether um, you are happy, you are joy, whether you are sorrowful, you stick to God. But an affair is when you just totally come to God when you have a problem, when you need something from God, that is when you come to God, that's when an affair comes in. And I said that affair comes, starts from the mind. And I also said that relationship with God, the, the basic for relationship with God is knowing God. That there's no how you want to say you want to have a relationship with God without knowing Him. You actually need to know Him. That's like the the basics for knowing, for having a relationship with God. Because if you say you have to have a relationship with somebody, I don't know the person. What are you not having? There's, that's not a relationship. So, um, that is what we talked about last week. So this week, we're going to be moving to a new topic, which is um, identity in Christ. And you know, a lot oftentimes I I try to like um, explain the, try to break my topics the, my the topics down to literal meanings for you to understand what I'm saying better. And so our topic today is talking about identity. Then we are talking about Christ. So identity in Christ. And um, let me just start from the word um, Christ. We know what, who Christ is. We've actually um doubt on that without all that some weeks ago when we talked about um trinity and we talked about god the father god the son and god the son is the cross christ and i said that um is god we actually came to this world as a man he had flesh he was given birth by mary mary gave birth to him that means he actually he was given birth the same way our parents gave birth to us too the only difference the only different thing between we humans and Christ was because just because Christ was born as a result of um uh, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
not as a result of the meeting or coming together of husband and wife or man and woman but let me just put man and woman so um that's christ and when we talk about identity we talked we are talking that we meant that um we, okay it's just something that that defines us that um something that makes one person that makes one person different from the other it's something that differentiates you from another person for example um your name your personality is so much different from your biological siblings for example your father give birth to you your father and mother give birth to three children and your personality your name is so much different from your siblings name probably your sister or your brother's name and their name is so much different from yours just like let's use um, genetics as an example you know we said um dna now uh, dna of siblings might actually be a little bit similar but there's still some differences between it I hope you understand what I'm saying. And I'll pray. Um, uh, now, I said that the D- DNA is so much different. Although they are similar, but they are so, so, they are really, really actually different. There will be some genetic markers that are actually the same for you, for the siblings, but there will be some things that are unique to each and every one of you guys. Something that is unique to me. Something that is so unique to my younger sister, something that is so unique to my younger brother, things like that, it happens. So now let's go to the main topic identity in Christ. When we say identity in Christ, we mean that something that differentiates believers from non believers. Now, I could have used um, something that differentiates Christians from non Christians, but I didn't want to put that. Why? Because it, often a lot of us, we. Um, we don't actually understand the meaning of Christians. This is it. Um, Christians are Christ-like. They, they live the life of Jesus. Like, do you understand? And some of us believe that uh, when they ask you, I'm a Christian, what's your religion? We say Christianity. So because you go to church, or because your parents, you were given birth into a, a Christian family, you identify with that Christianity. And your ways, you might not actually be following, you might not be, um, you might not actually, um, no, the word actually, I don't want to use it. You might not, um, your lifestyle may not be in the ways of Christians. Just because you are going to church, just I'm a Christian. So that's the reason why I didn't use the word Christian and actually use the word believers. Because believers, that means that for you to call yourself believers, that means you believe in something. And these times, when we're talking about believers, we're talking about some people that believe in Christ. So that I'm saying that identity in Christ, we mean, when we talk about identity in Christ, we are talking about things that differentiate believers from non-believers. This has to do with things they do, their attitude they show, behaviors, characteristics, personality of believers. And also, after putting that to the side, we're also talking about um, the things they entitled. They are entitled to the things that they are entitled to, in the sense that um, the gifts they get from God is actually a source of differentiating. It can be a source of identity because the Bible actually um, talks about different things that you start to get um, when you are, when you are God's child, when you are a believer. I think 
almost in all um, um that's on that that mainly most times because i think it was because um it was the era where when christ came but funny thing old testament actually still talks about that too so um just that most thing most uh, i think uh, with the way our bible uh, today is going it's going to look we're going to tell more about the new testament um realities in christ and new testament like what actually happened when christ came a reality in christ so um what is that am i going to talk about i want to talk about something okay so i i'll say saying something no um you have a father you have a mother now you are entitled to some things from them it's then it's then they're entitled to them taking care of you putting food on your table providing food for you protecting you directing you guiding you entitled to some that thing to some things now as a child of god as god's being your father you are entitled to some things in him too so as christ being your father you are entitled to some things in him too it's just it's that it's just that's just the way it is and those things that you're entitled to are your identity in christ because now someone that's not a child of god is they are not entitled to all those things definitely they're not going to have that i hope you um you understand where i'm coming from and you understand what i'm saying and like I used to say, that I pray that Holy Spirit will expand more and explain to you probably the areas where you're not, you don't understand. And also, I would like to say this, that um, if peradventure you listen to any episode and you don't understand what exactly I'm talking about, uh, the main message, or you have a question, please, you can drop it on, um, you can drop it. In the sense that you can actually drop it um, on the Instagram page. Or you can drop it on the uh, on the anchor page for uh, the main and uh, the anchor um, uh, anchor page. It says that the All About God uh, main website, uh, not a website actually, just the anchor page. There's a spot that says Hi message, the part that says messages. So you can drop your message through that, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So um. And another thing is that sometimes during the, um. You can also um, get access to this um, podcast through either Anchor, and we're also available on Spotify. You can actually access us through Spotify too. And oftentimes, sometimes I ask some poll, some questions, like a survey about some topics. Sometimes on Anchor and, and Anchor and Spotify, just for you to like say something. So if you have any questions, if you you can answer that question. So sometimes it might just be who is God. It might just but just it is always tailored, tailored to uh, a topic for that particular week. So let's continue. So now, we are going to be talking now about our identity in Christ. Like, what are the specific identity that, uh, specific things that we are entitled to in Christ? Things that differentiate us from others that are not in Christ. Things that differentiate believers from non-believers. And uh, funny thing, I don't have any right up here. I just have Bible verses. Yeah. That we're going to be using to um, address that and so i will tell us to um take our bible yeah 
so first thing we are going to be talking looking at is um okay um i'm going to okay look, let me just use um nlt today i was actually i was thinking of using king james but since i use i'm used to um, nlt let me just use nlt so the first bible verse we are going to be talking about is from luke chapter 10 verse 19 Luke 10 19 okay they said look I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them not even enjoy you Let's read King James. I think we have to actually go through King James because these Bible verses are popular Bible verses that a lot of us are so um we are used to it in King James version. So look look then verse um, nineteen. It said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and hover all the powers of enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, what this is saying is that um, we are actually victorious. We are overcomers. In sense that um, now, before I go further, there's something I just that just dropped to my mind to talk about. It might not be in the line of this Bible verse. I be this topic, but I just need to talk about it. In sense that um, this is that um, now Bible is saying that there that behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the powers of enemies. Now this is saying that. God is saying that he has given us power over to tread over serpents and scorpions. says that they, w- they would actually be serpents and scorpions. And serpents and scorpions here, yeah, it does not necessarily mean snakes and scorpions. Do you get a just something that is uh, really um, dangerous? Just, just, just use it as something that is really, really dangerous to us. And he said he has given us power over all the enemies. That means that you are what? You are victorious, you are overcomers. And that means that they would actually come. That means that at some from point in point in time you would have enemies, you would have people that are going to be fighting against you. People that are, it might not be like uh, like this physical uh, fighting, it might just be spiritual also. That means God said He has given us power to to overpower them, power to um, conquer them. So we are conquerors, we are overcomers. That's the meaning of this. So it says that um, as a believer, you have power. God has given us power. God has given us authority to stand on serpents and, power and snakes and serpents and scorpions and over enemies too. So that means that as a believer, you have power. And I think a lot of us don't actually uh, use that when we are faced with situations, when we are faced with um, problems, when we are faced with trials. We don't actually, we, we think, oh God, how am I going to do this? But the thing is that the truth about this thing is that what has already told you, what you need to do is that enforce that power, use that power. And the only way you can use that power is out, but in prayers, in affirmation. You know, I said affirmation can be, it's, it's psychological. It's really, really psychological because it's times a way of twinning your, your mind and say, oh yes, I have this thing. Yes, I have this power. And the next Bible verse we are going to be going to is, and that means that the first one is that we are overcomers, we are victorious, and we have power. That's like, and those are identities we have in Christ. Then another one we're going to be talking about is, um, okay, so it's Galatians. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. 
Okay, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live, I now live in the flesh. I live by faith of the God. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, um, when you decide to give a life to Christ, the the um the spiritual meaning is that you actually cruci- you actually um you actually crucified with Christ. Now the reason I was sp- in in the olden days in the um Old Testament, if you commit a sin, and the punishment for your sin is what they would they will kill the person. They are being crucified. But Christ by so Christ by Christ doing um I'm going to the cross of Calvary, uh, being crucified on the cross of Calvary, wiped away those, um, those, um, those, how will I put it, abolished those practices. And we did not actually need to do all those things again. So you saying, um, giving your life to Christ actually means that you are crucified with Christ. And you are not just living your life, you are living a, Christ of, a life of Christ. Because those words, because Christ actually lives in you. Let's try and read um, NLT version of it so you may understand better. I really hope you. Uh, I said I wanted to say you guys, but I'm trying not to use the word you guys. But I really hope you actually understand the what I'm saying. Okay, NLT is saying that my old self has been crucified with Christ. That means you understand. That means your old life, just like um, Second Corinthians um five seventy says that um that uh. That once you give your life to Christ, you are, you are a new person. That all your old things have passed away. Behold, all things, everything about you becomes new. So, NLT is saying that in Galatians 2, verse 20, NLT is saying that my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So, I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It shows that God actually loves you. And those words, because of you, he died on the cross of Calvary. Hope you understand. Then the next thing we are going to talk about, the next Bible verse we are going to talk about is um. See, the, my Bible, this Bible verse is just to point out um our identity in Christ, and I didn't want to like just drop different things down, and you'll not be able to see it in the Bible. Because each and every one of us, we have access to the Bible and we can actually get all these things out for us to see with our eyes. And thank God I was not the one that wrote the Bible to say that probably I'm the one that said that these are the uh, identities we have in Christ. It's for you to see it. And mind you, I'm going to be talking about some of the identities we have in Christ. I'm not going to be talking about every or every, all the aspects, everything, all our identities in Christ. Because the Bible is so full of our identity in Christ. In fact, even if you read the life of all those um, men of God, Esther, um, Moses, you could actually see the identities that we actually have in, in Christ. It might not be in Christ that directly, but identities you have when you are a child of God, when you are a believer. Because all those things that all the things that these men of God showed, you can you also have access to it. What's the access? God is the access. So um, let's open to John 
John 15 verse 15 So it says, henceforth, I call you not servant, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Okay, 16 says, You have not chosen me, I have chosen you, and ordained you, and you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of my Father in my name, he may give to you he may give it to you now this is just i think this is straightforward now god is saying here that um christ is saying here that um that you're not just a servant to him that's what some people don't understand is that you think that when you are giving life to christ you're a servant of god no you're not a servant of god you're just yeah a friend of god you're a friend to god i mean you're a friend of christ and not just somebody that okay since because his father now is so this is supposed to be like uh, like the way uh, you, you humans do if somebody is like richer than you um have something more than you you tend to act like a servant like whatever the person says you will do it and all those things that no in in christianity in christianity when you give a life to christ you become a friend of god not a servant to god So um he said he has chosen you. That means he did chose you. Then he also said you should go and bring forth fruit. And that whatsoever you ask your father. That, I mean, he said whatsoever. Underline the word whatsoever there. Whatsoever. Like whatsoever you ask of the father in my name, he may give you. Then let's open to my, my Matthew 5.14. Since we have, our time is going. Matthew, I'm not going to be... I've not dwelt too much on it. But I think I'll just tell you guys to... Um, I said you guys again. To go back and check the Bible verses. So you can see for yourself. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Now... Okay, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, first. The Bible says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then forth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden upon under the foot of men. So what we're going to talk about, Billy, is just, it's just that um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, you see that you are the salt of the world, of the earth. Just, you see yourself as the salt of the earth. You know when you cook a food, cook something and there's no salt, the food is tasteless. Even if you use spices, if you use um, uh, spices and um, you put it there, there this, the, um, the space for that salt will still show that, oh, there's something missing in this food. So let's also go to um, Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. It says that it's set in and you cannot be hid. That means that you cannot be hidden except Christ wants to hide you actually. So you are the light of the world. That's another your um, that's another um, identity in Christ. Then Galatians 5 22. 
Balanchians, I'm really sorry for today, but just that you know, we really do this, but today there's a need for it for us to see that this is our, our uh, reality in Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. We started talking about the fruit of the spirit. It says, But the fruit of the spirit is love. That means, as a Christian, you have to love. So these are things you're supposed to show. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And it stands for says that. And I think I talked, okay, I said Galatians, okay, yeah. And 24 is saying that, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affection and lust. That means that, um, I identity in Christ, that means that you have access to all these things love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperament, temperance. These are things you have access to as a believer. Then let's go to John 15, verse 4. John chapter 15, verse 4. Ye are my friends, and if ye do whatever I command you, he's saying that you are what you are, you are friends of Christ. Well, that was even before. Um, John 15, you know, we've talked about John 15, 15. And John 15 verse... Oh, sorry, that's a mistake. John 15 verse 4. I went to go at John 15 verse 14. So John 15 verse 4 is saying that, Abide in me and high in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am divine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and high in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So you are supposed to bring fruit as a um, fruit. Um, bringing fruit is a antithesis of believers in Christ. You have to bear fruit. And bear, bearing fruit has to do with your attitudes, your um, character. You are supposed to live a Christ-like life. So, um, as believers, we actually need to um, understand, we actually need to know our identity in Christ because it goes a long way. Knowing your identity in Christ gives you your values. It gives you what you ought to do, what you are not supposed to do, what you are supposed to do. Now, this identity crisis... Um, you know, young Christians, new and young Christians, they actually have that problem of identity, knowing what exactly their identity in Christ is, because this is something that is so, so new to them, and they're just trying to adjust and trying to, like, change some things about their life and knowing their realities in Christ. This is the same thing um, adolescents actually go through. Um, in psychology, I really don't want to is possible and then divert with psychology it says that there's this uh, i think eric erickson says that when a particular period of time adolescent they go through identity coercion and real confusion that means that that is when they're actually knowing who they are actually getting to developing their values that is when they are knowing what well, that's where they know what they are capable of of doing and things they're not capable of doing the same goes for new and young christian the same goes for um 
identity in Christ in, in uh, our identity in Christ too. At a particular point, we need to understand our identity in Christ, what we ought to be doing, what we're not supposed to be doing, um, things we're supposed to drop about ourselves, things that we are entitled to in Christ. So, okay, so to continue with the, um, the different identity we have in Christ, I'm not going to be um, talking about it. I'm not going to be reading it. I will just call it out for us to go, to go through in a quiet time when you are less busy. If another one, okay, the first one here is um, Genesis 1 verse 27, 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Also, we have 2 Corinthians 5 17, which we have actually talked about, and we have Isaiah 40 verse 31. And I, I think we should read the Isaiah 40 verse 31. It's a popular Bible verse. A very, very popular Bible verse that we are used to. I'm really sorry for our background here. The noise. So Isaiah 40 verse 31 says that, As thou not known, as thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, no, okay, sorry, no, Isaiah 40, verse 31. I'm reading 28, sorry. Isaiah 30, verse 40, verse 31 says that, but they that wait upon the Lord, that's the characteristics of those that are in Christ. Say, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall, they shall walk and not faint. That means that as a, you have the identity, your identity in Christ is that you shall mount up with wings as eagles. You are entitled to that. You shall run and not be weary. And you shall walk and not be faint. And not faint. So uh, I hope um, I've been able to explain our different identity in Christ. Although there are more, we have more and more things we are entitled to in Christ. More more that shows our identity in Christ in the Bible. I would try just to check the Bible and read them out and confess it to yourself. And um, I pray that the Holy Spirit would um, give us inspiration and explain things to us more than I have in Jesus' name. So thanks for listening to, to this episode. And I said, and I'm, um, and I hope you are blessed. And I hope next week will be better than this. Thank you and God bless. Bye.